Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Monday, March 28th, and this is probably the most surprising intro to the pod in the one and a half years since we've done it. Almost two years. I'm not opening with the NCAA tournament, which is almost a lock now that with the Final Four is set, but we will talk about it shortly. I'm not opening with the USA spanking Panama badly. Pulisic had a hat trick in World Cup qualifying. Great game. Super energy. The game jumped off the screen. USA dominated from start to finish. And I'm not going to open with the Lakers loss, which is bad, because something happened in the world of entertainment that is so stunning and unbelievable. I would argue it is the single most crazy, bizarre Oscars moment ever. Some people will say that card for best picture was, was crazy, but... This, to me, was bizarre. First of all, we're out to dinner, and you know we're having a nice meal. 
dog came with us. We're sitting outside, and all of a sudden, my phone starts going off. Uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock, this is crazy. You got to see this. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a funny fake bit. Boy, Oscars, really moving the needle. Well done. This is good. Obviously fake. You know, that's first impression. You see it. You're like, oh, come on. Slap Will Smith, slap in Chris Rock. And then the unedited version comes out. I think it's from Australia or somewhere where they play what happens after Will Smith makes the comments and then slaps Chris Rock and then gets back to his seat. And, you know, screaming, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. (laughs) And then Chris Rock's like, really? Seriously? And then he says it again, and you're like, that's not a joke. There's there's no way there's a bit. So initially it was like, okay, is this fake? And then it was like, okay, so the slap was real, but maybe this was like a bit to gin up interest in the Oscars, the, the, the attendance on TV, the viewers have been dwindling. It just has lost juice. I got to be honest, I didn't even know the Oscars were happening this late in March. I thought they were usually February for some reason, in between Super Bowl and March Madness. I, I, it took me until like a couple hours before the Oscars were happening to even know it was going down Sunday night. And then, of course, you know, Will Smith wins the award uh, for Best Actor for King Richard. I actually haven't seen the movie. We've wanted to watch it, but I haven't seen it. I will be seeing it for sure. And he's crying and he apologizes and all this. And you're like, man, I, I, I guess it's like Will Smith just basically lost his mind. It happens. Now, uh, uh, there's been a million breakdowns on social media about the video and the moment, and people have rewound, and they've it, b- broken it down like the Zapruder film, basically. It's, like, unbelievable. And the, to me, the most interesting thing is that if, when he initially makes the joke, Chris Rock, if you watch it again, Will Smith is laughing. He is laughing at the joke when it comes out. His wife is not. And so at that point, Will Smith notices, oh my gosh, my wife is pissed. And Chris Rock followed it up. If he just let that lie and moved on to a new target, I don't think we get that. But Chris Rock followed it up with something. And that's when Will Smith was just like, F this. Now listen, I'm not going to, I yes, I did work at Us Weekly uh, 20 years ago. 19, 20 years, whatever it was. And it was an awesome run. You know, you interview these celebrities. Obviously, I was one of the few straight guys on staff. So I would get, hey, Jason, do you want to cover the Super Bowl parties, Playboy uh, Playboy party, Maxim party? You know, do you want to go to this club? Like, it was awesome. Um, it was a great time. Like, got the perks were incredible. Um, the access was unbelievable. Got to eat at great restaurants. It was an awesome time. And I wore the boss who was running the show, Janice Min, is just one of the smartest people I've ever worked for. She's a big player. Um, in the um, media world, it was a great experience. I would never trade it in for anything. But I haven't like total I've, I, last decade. I've lost interest in a lot of entertainment stuff. You know, like I, I just you just kind of phase out of it. And the new phase that I'm in is you know TV and podcasting, and entertainment just doesn't have that same juice that it did, or what the interest is not there. That being said you got to be living under a rock to not know that Will Smith and his wife have had a lot of issues through the years. I mean, it's pretty, pretty well documented, you know, Will Smith allegedly cheated on her. Then she got back at him and ugly stuff that doesn't really need to be brought up here. But you know, this felt like one of those, he just snapped, you know, like somebody commits a murder and it was like, Whoa, what happened? Well, he just snapped. He lost it. 
this is what it looks like when you lose it. He just went over the edge. You know, they've been the butt of jokes for many years, and I guess this was enough. He'd had enough on a huge stage. He was like, I'm sticking up for my wife. I don't care what we've been through. And I'm not just going to stick up for her. I'm going to go all the way. I'm taking this sh- I'm taking this all the way. And, you know, in hindsight, you get some time to let this marinate. You're like, geez, what a bad look for Will Smith. Like, why would you do that? Like, you show weakness when you're willing to stand up and go slap someone. Like, listen, you do that in the, in the streets, you're facing assault charges. You slap the wrong person, yeah, you're looking at maybe jail time. Not significant, but... Do you really need that? Like if you're a normal dude and you just go slap somebody and they charge you with assault, you know, your employer's going to find out. I know, I know, Jason, come on, you're being too literal. No, that's the reality. I'm not going to tell the story. I had a guy try to goad me into hitting him. I know that's what he was doing and I refused to capitulate. I knew, I mean, like, you guys are a whack job, but you can't do, you cannot do that. And I think Will Smith knows I'm sure he's going to apologize. There'll be a tour. You know, he'll get another 20 million Instagram followers out of it. Uh, maybe a TV special, you know, all this stuff. It, like, it's ultimately long run going to be good for the brand. I think Chris Rock is the big winner here. If anything, like we can't get to the point where comedians can't make jokes about people. Like Will Smith's been in the public eye for what? I don't know, 40 years, 35 years. This guy was winning... Grammy Awards in the 90s because he was such a good rapper. And yes, some of his 90s stuff was good. Catchy, kitschy, bubblegum pop rap. It was good. We're talking about the Fresh Prince here. This guy's a legend. I grew up watching Fresh Prince. Now I'm watching Bel Air. Uh, Will Smith's a fun Instagram follow. He's got. He's obviously good, good at his job. But it just felt like kind of a, a low point for him. I, you never want to judge someone at their lowest point, but man. I, I can't believe that. I will. Let me just add this. Um, I mentioned he won Grammy Awards. He had been nominated for an Academy Award before Will Smith had for Ali. And then this movie called Pursuit of Happiness. I'll just say this. If you have not seen it, you have to be in like the right state of mind to see it. Because I remember being on a plane and I'm like, what is Pursuit of Happiness? What is this? Will Smith? Oh, Will Smith is in it. I'll check it out. For instance, it's like a side the in-laws are in town, and I'm flipping through the channels, and World War Z is ending. And I'm like, oh, I never watch zombie movies, but Brad Pitt's in this, and it was awesome. You guys should check it out. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, let's watch it. And I was like, okay. So then, you know, my kids are watching it. My daughter's afraid of zombies and, like, wants nothing to do with it. But they like the movie. The, there's no way I would see a zombie movie. It just it looks stupid and fake and lame. But Brad Pitt's in it? Okay, I'll check it out. It, I, he's old. Brad Pitt does a lot of good movies. Hence, Pursuit of Happiness. So I watch it, and I'm like, holy cow, this is the saddest movie ever. Will Smith is really good. And then I find myself like close to crying on this airplane when I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I had to stop watching it. It's that it's that powerful of a movie, Pursuit of Happiness. You just get sad. It's like, what is happening to this guy? So he was nominated for an Academy Award for that. Had never won. Wins for King Richard. And now I'm sure King Richard... What was not downloads, but um, you know, streams or whatever are going to be through the roof because you got to see this performance after, you know, Will Smith did that to Chris Rock. All right, we've done enough on the Oscars. Something I never thought we would open the podcast with the Oscars. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Yeah, I was all set to wake up this morning and crush the Lakers because, oh my gosh, you blow a 23-point lead. You led by 20 at the break, and you lose to the Pelicans, and now your lead over the Spurs is shrinking, and oh my gosh, the schedule is bad, and when's Anthony Davis coming back? And for the first time all season, it hit me that, okay, there's a realistic chance that the Lakers may not make the playoffs. I I swear to you, I had never entertained it at all, short of a LeBron injury. If LeBron's healthy, they're, they're good. Anthony Davis will be back, they're fine. They can make a run. But not making the playoffs is legitimately on the table now. The Lakers lead the Spurs by one game for the 10th spot. That's it. One game. Now, the Blazers are out. The Blazers are full-on tank mode. But the Spurs, they got some guys. You know, DeJounte Murray is, is excellent. And worse yet for the Lakers, the Spurs' schedule is easier. Lakers have the second toughest schedule left in the NBA. Oh, by the way, this week, Spurs beat the Warriors. Curry missed the game. Spurs crushed the Trailblazers, who are tanking. Spurs beat the Pelicans. Spurs, tonight, face the Rockets. Rockets are one of the worst teams in the league. And I, I it's tough not to think, Jiminy Christmas, the playoffs without LeBron? That would be quite bad. I mean... Uh, really, are you watching a play-in game between the Spurs and the Pels? Looks like Zion will not play. Again, maybe Zion plays and it's interesting, but do you care about Spurs-Pelicans? Don't pretend that you do. You probably couldn't name three guys on the Spurs. Spurs-Pels and the other would be Clippers-T-Wolves. And it's like, okay, there's just not the juice it was last year when there was Curry in the play-in and LeBron, and you also had John Moran and the Grizz. It's like, okay, there's some juice there. Like, I guess you could say the Timberwolves with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Clippers, Reggie Jackson, is that appointment viewing? And it's just, it's a weird spot for the Lakers because I, it's tough to envision this when you, when you get all these, you get Westbrook, you get Carmelo, you, you, I know they're all old, I get it, but it's just, they are currently 12 games under 500 in the 10th spot. The twelfth, the tenth spot in the East, by the way, is the Hawks, who are five hundred. So all those people who said, "Oh gosh, LeBron was coasting in the East. He guy, guy can't even make the playoffs in the West if he were out there." Goes to the West, wins the championship. Just to show you, the East now, the tenth seed, the Hawks are five hundred. If the Lakers were in the East, thirty-one and forty-three, obviously the schedule would be different. They would be, let's see here, 419. Yeah, they would be uh, 13th in the East. I mean, listen, this has not been a good season. We know that for the Lakers. We know that. But this loss in particular stings because they led by 23. LeBron had 39-9-5. and five. Hit seven threes. LeBron carried them. He was excellent. Westbrook was okay, 18-7-6. He was a minus 18 for the game, though. Austin Reeves... How do you play 20 minutes, take two shots? Minus 16 for the game. Stanley Johnson, 
19 minutes, zero shots. Basically, they're saying, Malik Monk, you're our guy. LeBron, you're our guy. Russ, you're our guy. Everybody else, just get rebounds and pass the ball. Like, they're just not spreading the wealth. It's, this loss has to hurt. And it's not like they lost at the buzzer. This is a Lakers team that led the almost the entire game until like the final seven or eight minutes. And they're down by three. LeBron drives, draws the defense, kicks to an open mellow in the corner for three. Miss. LeBron made the right play. Listen, when the defense collapses on you, LeBron can't go through three guys at the age of 37 and make a layup. It's just not happening. First quarter, maybe. Fourth quarter, when the, oh, after, let's see, LeBron played 42 minutes. After 42 minutes, you think LeBron can go through multiple dudes in the fourth quarter and finish at the rim? In uh, final seven minutes, LeBron did not score a basket. 0 for 4 shooting, 0 for 3 from deep. So he's settling for threes late, and now he had been 7 for 10 leading into the final seven minutes for, from deep. He was on. And attacked the basket just once. Lakers scored 69 in the first half, 39 in the second. 39 points? Did they think the game was over because they got off to that hot start? And I'll just say, this is not a great Pelicans team. Ingram had a nice game. He's solid. Herb Jones, young kid out of Bama, pretty good. Uh, I didn't think McCollum was particularly good. He did have 18. The kid who impressed me was Murphy, the young fellow out of Virginia. He had 21 Plus 21. And to go with the 21 points, four rebounds. And after the game, his mom said, can you get me a picture with LeBron? So Trey Murphy, there's a picture of it. Trey Murphy taking a picture of his mom with LeBron. Kind of cool. And obviously, you got the dub. And Trey Murphy played, I don't know if it was a, that was his best game as a pro. Um, but 21 points for the second year. Oh, no, wait, he's a rookie. Yeah. Drafted in 2021, and, you know, modest numbers to four points a game, but he started to pick it up this month. He had 21. He had Oh, no, he had 32 against Charlotte in a loss. He had 11 against Phoenix, 12 against Detroit. So he, he has gotten some buckets, but this was a big game for the, for the Pels, who are <laughs> probably going to end up hosting LeBron and the Lakers, maybe the Spurs, in a play-in game. I was stunned. All right. um, Let's pivot to the NCAA tournament. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I complain all the time when Cinderella upsets happen because it leaves us with an Elite Eight that was quite garbagey. That's the only way to describe it. It was not a good quartet of games. Now, I will say from a betting perspective, it was awesome. I went 4-0 on my picks for Fox Sports, turning things around after a uh, rather ugly start, shall we say, to the tournament. All that being said, here is my problem with Cinderella's. You get St. Peter's, UNC, a game that was never for a second remotely close. It wasn't. It just was never close. It was unwatchable. And it was it was a snoozer for the entire second half. I, I, I don't want to bash. I like the Cinderella's when they can hang. 
I loved like getting a good game, but would I have loved for Purdue to like win in overtime, memorable game, but Purdue wins? And then, oh yeah, look, Purdue, North Carolina for a spot in the Final Four. Like that's a good game. Purdue and UNC are like kind of even on a talent level. I just, it's tough for me. Like Arkansas Duke, I didn't think that was close for a minute in the second half. Maybe it got within seven, eight. But on Saturday, it just was not a great game. And what was the other one? Villanova Houston, the Houston Bricklayers. Are you kidding me? I said on the Fox gambling show we do, first to 50 wins. Uh, you know, the under was the easiest money. I gave it out on Friday's podcast. As soon as the line was out, under 128, smash that. It was it was just obvious. But the games were not great in the Elite Eight. Now, Sweet 16 games were pretty phenomenal. But that's like such a, it's so in the distant past, given what happened um over the weekend in college basketball, it's like, you know, we get a Kansas-Villanova game, which should be good, although the injury to Justin Moore, second-leading scorer for Villanova, uh, one of their guards who's very good. Achilles, he's done. They only played six guys. Uh, Archie Diakono's little brother played a handful of minutes. So basically, they will have a five-man rotation in the Final Four against Kansas, a team that wants to make it a track meet. Obviously, contrasting styles. I will be on Kansas' money line. Kansas, the way they shoot free throws, freaks me out because they're not good at free throws. In the first half against Miami, they were three for nine from the foul line. For the game, 13 to 26. Villanova, best free throw shooting team in the country. I mean, you could easily leave 10 points there if you're uh, Kansas in the Final Four against Villanova, and they're not going to leave any points out there. So that worries me a little bit. I will probably be on Kansas money line, Duke money line. That'll be my first bet, a money line parlay bet between Duke and Kansas. I'll get into North Carolina Duke in a minute. The Kansas team is troubling. If you if you look at the four teams left, I would say the most impressive team so far in the tournament has been Villanova. I don't know how much they've trailed, but it could not have been much. They have been really, really impressive throughout the tournament. Just steamrolling the opponents. I don't. I bet they. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I don't think they've trailed in the second half in any of their four games. Almost certain of that. They've been the most consistent. Number two has to be North Carolina. They smother Marquette. Uh, I think it was the largest margin of victory ever for an eight-nine game. Then, in their next game, they put it on Baylor, choke away a twenty-five point lead, and win in overtime. Like that's a great win. I know they choked away the lead, but they held on to win. Then, you know, they get a little bit lucky to beat UCLA Friday night. And I say a little bit lucky because, you know, when you look at the final 90 seconds of that game, it was basically UCLA up by three. Caleb Love, Caleb Love misses a three. Baycott, like, diving out of bounds, saves it. It goes right to UNC. And then Caleb Love, the Mr. Incredible, had 30 points, out-of-body experience. Hits a three. Tie game. UCLA comes down. Misses. Juzang got a good shot, but he didn't make it. And then Caleb Love comes down. And boom. Caleb Love hits another three. And that's like a, such a swing in like 40 seconds. They went from up three. Could have got a rebound. And then UNC, next thing you know, is up three. And then it's like kind of game over. I, the, UNC was not, I don't think, the better side in that one. I thought UCLA had that game. And... I think Duke would be the most third most impressive team of the tournament. They did need down the stretch a, 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 a little action there to get by Michigan State. And then in the Sweet 16, let me see who they played in the Sweet 16. Oh, yeah, Texas Tech. That was a dogfight to the end. So, like, yeah, I would go most impressive so far, Villanova, UNC, 
Duke, and then Kansas would be last because Kansas has struggled big time. Kansas could not put away Creighton, could not put away Providence, and trailed at halftime against Miami. Miami was leading by six. I'm at my son's basketball game yesterday, and all of a sudden the Wi-Fi is like total garbage, and I'm sitting here stressing. I can't watch the March Madness on demand app. My text messages aren't going through. I I can't get on Twitter. I'm flying blind. And, of course, my son's team, um, you know, they only had six guys. Tough sledding, no point guard, and they're getting crushed. And next thing I know, I can't get the Kansas score. And finally, when I get a text message through Kansas down six and a half, I'm like sweating bullets. It was just, it was a nightmare for me on Sunday. Luckily, Kansas pulls through. That second half, 15-minute stretch, where they just, I think it was a 31-8 to run on Miami, is their most impressive. They've looked all tournament because they have, they've just been inconsistent. They end up winning by 26 and a snoozer. But again, that can they play that style of basketball against Villanova who wants to slow it down and, and play a half-court game? I, I just, I don't know. McCormick had a really nice game. Um, coming off the bench, a big kid. Lightfoot was solid. Remy Martin kind of had a quiet game, but they didn't really need him because Agbaji, I hope I said his name right, and Braun w- were solid. They combined for 30. And it's like, okay, Wilson wasn't great. He was one of eight shooting. He may have been their second best player in the tournament. And I've watched Kansas closely because you guys know I have them in the Calcutta. But it's, it's been tough sledding for Kansas. And I can see them melting down in the half court against Villanova. They will want to make it a track meet. I hope it, can, I hope it happens. I need Kansas. If they win the championship, we, we come out like bandits in the Calcutta. If they lose, I think we just about break even. Of course, we had Gonzaga. I don't want to talk about that. Now, quickly to UNC Duke. In the last meeting, it was the final game at Cameron Indoor. The spotlight was there. The people were camping out in the tents in Shashevskyville for, uh, what, like weeks, maybe a month? I don't know what it was. For tickets to the game. Uh, National TV audience. I think it was the largest college basketball TV audience in quite some time. And essentially, the Duke young kids, the moment was too big for them. And UNC ran away with the game, won pretty handily. And it was like, oh, is UNC good? That was like the first moment this year where people were like, wait a sec, North Carolina is like good at basketball? They lost to Purdue early in the season. They lost to Tennessee. This is a team that lost to Wake Forest. They lost to Pittsburgh in February. Duke beat them by 18 in the first matchup. And then they quietly get hot late in the season. But then the ACC tournament lost to Virginia Tech. You're like, oh, oh, okay, I got it. This team just, they're not great. But it was a totally dominant finishing kick in that Duke game. Uh, the kid Brady Manick was good. R.J. Davis was good. Caleb Love was good. Baycott was dominant. It was kind of like, whoa, this team's kind of good. Okay. I was unaware of that. I did not know they were kind of good. Roach had some foul problems in that one. He did not play well at all. By the way, he came off the bench in that game. Keels was starting. They since moved Roach to the starting lineup, and he's been outstanding. But ultimately... I do believe Duke is going to be the side for me, not from a point spread, just on the money line. I might actually bet North Carolina. I think this game will be very close. My gut tells me that this is kind of an Alabama-Georgia feel, right? In the regular season, everybody loved Georgia. Everybody was on Georgia. They were, I think they were at home. No, it was in the the Georgia Dome, Ah, pretty much at home. But at any rate, they lose that game. And it's like, oh, same old Georgia fraudulent Georgia. Alabama's the best. So they come to the rematch. There were obviously some injuries on Alabama's side, but I was on Georgia. And Georgia came through in the rematch and kind of dominated them, pulled away late. 
my only problem is UNC is so good with options. Again, Manic, who I joked, he's an Oklahoma transfer. I joked that, hmm, is this the next Austin Reeves? White guy, thin, Oklahoma, deceptively quick, all those adjectives to describe white guys. And, you know, uh, Brady Manic was very good in basically the entire tournament. Now, where I do wonder about this uh, this team is is the minutes. If you look at most of the games, they only play five guys. One bench guy usually comes in. Uh, Styles usually plays a little bit. But this is a team that just does not have depth. Now, against St. Peter's, they were able to rest some guys. It didn't matter as much because they had the game in hand. Um, Puff Johnson came off the bench and played a little bit. But again, Manic, 39 minutes. Love, 39. Davis, 39. Baycott rested a little bit. My thing is, if you look at Manic as your best option, and then you look at the backcourt of Davis and Love, and by the way, Caleb Love, if he measures at 6'4", he could certainly go in the lottery. I, I think there's a chance he's playing his way from, oh, who's this guy, Caleb Love, to, wait a minute, is this guy a lottery pick? Is he late lottery? He just doesn't miss. Now, I know he wasn't great against St. Peter's from deep, but that UCLA game was like, holy cow, he's putting it on an awesome defense, just dominating them. And then if it's neither of them, it's like, oh, well, R.J. Davis, you know, they didn't really need him against St. Peter's. He had like nine points. But, oh, by the way, this guy dropped 30 on the on Baylor. And you're like, wait a minute. And their overall best player is Baycott, who had the first 2020 game in the Elite Eight since Elijah won? Like, really? These guys have that much talent? And then Leaky Black, one of the craziest names I've ever heard, is like their defensive stopper. The matchups are great here. You know, you get the big kid inside Davis for Duke. I'm sorry, Williams, the big kid inside, who I like a lot. Somebody on my Twitter compared him to, um, what's his name? Uh, the bouncy kid on the Celtics, Robert Williams. Mark Williams, I mean, the guy, I, I think he's a legit seven-footer. Like, he's just a shot-blocking machine. He's a rim runner. Oh, he dunks everything. Listen, the guy can, I mean, he's just, like, I like him. Like you can't go inside soft on him. He will put it out. They list him at seven feet. I don't know if he's seven, but I do believe he can be a Robert Williams. I like that comparison a lot. So he should handle Baycott inside. Griffin, son of a pro, really, really strong offensive guy. He had a really nice game uh, against Texas Tech. I love Roach, as I said earlier. And, of course, Ben Caro, who is, I think, probably the number one pick in the draft now. I think he's overtaken Chet, at least now. Like, there's a long way to go. But Bancaro is just nasty. Wendell Moore. Like, this is a 6'5 guy who stuck around a couple more years than people thought he would. He's a first-round pick. Keels has talent. And I, it's funny because I joked last week that Keels is the guy who dropped 25 on Kentucky opening night. Hasn't been heard from since. And then all of a sudden, he gets unleashed in the Texas Tech game. And he has a nice... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He gets unleashed in the Arkansas game. And he has a he like gets playing time, scores nine points, big three right before the half that felt like a bit of a bit of a dagger. But like he had zero points in fourteen minutes against Texas Tech. Game before against Michigan State, twelve points. Like it's like whenever we need him, we can just bring him to the table and he can make things happen. I like this Duke team a lot. I think they beat North Carolina. I will go Duke Kansas right now as, as the championship game. You guys know I want Kansas to win. Financial reasons, I think Duke's got to be the favorite, right? I mean, I think they could. They, Kansas and Duke can run. I haven't, I haven't really dug into that matchup too much, simply because 
you know, I don't know that Duke gets by UNC for sure. Either way, I'm very excited for the Final Four. I know we didn't get great Elite Eight matchups, but we get good Elite Eight ma- uh, Final Four matchups this coming weekend. All right, guys, that's it for me. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts